I'm looking for the blur. Am I good I now? It. Oh, you're good now. Oh, okay. Just making sure now. Ah, oh, okay. Well, welcome back, everybody. We got Erica D. Hill. Hi. And KC, we got Cal. Uncle Cal, Lady Love Cal. What it do? Our baby brother Cal down in Alabama. And we have been gone for a while now. And so, man, it's been, how long has it been? Anybody want to take a guess? About 14 to 21 days, to be honest with you. <laughs> 1421 Welcome to the Faith, Fun, and Motivation Podcast, where we desire to bring hope through faith while healing through fun and living, laughing, and loving daily, and inspiration through holistically motivating our listeners to love themselves and others to the glory of God. Thanks for tuning in. I, I think we released our last one, what, May 16th, May 20-something? 14 to 21 days. Yeah. Okay, so that might, that, yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. And so, a minute. you know, before we get started on today's topic, um, I think it's important for us to at least catch our listeners up, our Faith Fund and Motivational family, on what's been going on in, uh, in our lives. So what, what, is, what has caused the delay? And so, um, I think, since I'm already talking, I'll go ahead and tell you guys what's been up with me. So in the month of May going into June, um, our youngest son um, was preparing to graduate. And it was then that we found out that his intentions were no longer to be here in uh, South Carolina with us, but to move back to our hometown. And so what that meant is that we needed to figure out transitions. How was that going to happen? Um, how was he expecting to get back to St. Louis? And so that took a lot of energy on my and my wife's part to figure out where, he, where we find him back. Um, family that he had sent invitations out to come to his graduation. Um, many of them actually couldn't make it. And so... Um, we thought possibly he could ride back with family, but then at the last minute, we found out that my wife's parents were going to make his graduation. And they came in a few days before his graduation. So we graduated on a Saturday, two Saturdays ago. No, last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday he graduated. Mm -hmm. And then um, we had like a, I mean, Father's Day was the next day. And so after Father's Day, Monday, he, we, we helped him pack up and he is back in the show me state with friends and family. And so that, I mean, my wife and I found ourselves in empty nests. And, and personally, um, while I knew this was coming, I was not prepared for the emotionality of that moment such as my wife and I were talking about how quiet the house was. 
and our son didn't keep up a lot of noise other than when he's playing on video games online and yelling and screaming and stuff like that and jumping around. And then we take him to work or pick him up from work and he and I would uh, enjoy uh, Disney series or something. And all of a sudden it hit me that um, the only other male factor in the house that I have come to rely on to talk man stuff was gone. And I, I I won't forget um, when I went up to his room, I think it was Tuesday or it might've been Monday after um, I came back, I walked in his room and I mean, it was, it was, it, it shook me. It shook me. And it shook me even when I went back to work the next day and sat with my staff and started to explain to them what I was feeling. And I mean, it was like a loss. I mean, it is a loss. Um, And so now somebody that I used to get to talk to every day, I get to talk to when he wants to, you know? So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. And so we hope to be back on track, but um, I mean, me experiencing my small loss there's nothing in comparison to my sister, Erica. And so I want to give her an opportunity to catch you guys up on what's been going on with her. Well, um, there, there are still some things that I don't talk about and that I'm not ready to talk about that are happening and occurring in my life. But one of the things that in the past, um, really since COVID, I had been trying to get to Atlanta to see um, my father, my biological father. Um, He had been stricken with Parkinson's disease. And it, for the most part, the last three years has really been rough for him. And I remember the last time he was actually in my presence was probably in 2019 when my, wasn't 2019, it was 2018. 2018, when my nephew, my brother's stepson got married here in Kansas City and no one expected him to be here, but he drove from Atlanta to Kansas City all by himself on his own. And that drive, because it's a long drive, really took a a hard toll on him. And he wasn't at his best. And you know, if anybody knows anything about Parkinson's disease, you don't have control over a lot of your body movements. so that was a, a really hard drive for him. And I want to say pretty much from that point on was when he took a downward spiral yeah. with his health. And my sister, my dad's other daughter, um, my sister had been really, you know, taking care of him in Atlanta these past couple of years. And we had really reconnected and had been 
communicating and it was just like every day he was asking for me every day he was asking when was I coming and with flights and COVID I didn't know if I was driving or flying um it wasn't a good time for me to go Atlanta's COVID rates were so high it it, it was just a lot it really came down to this year that he just, on most days, he couldn't talk. Um, he was 100% incapacitated. He couldn't take care of himself and was just in pain. So I want to say early June, me and my brother just jumped flights. He came, flew in from Arizona. I flew in from Kansas City to Atlanta. And we got an opportunity to spend a couple of days with him. It's, maybe his spirit knew we were there, but he physically didn't know we were there. And just seeing him, you know, in pain and being not even half the man that I remember him to be was 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 really heartbreaking. Um, I want to say a week ago, Saturday, this past Saturday, I had just gotten back to Kansas City. And so a week ago today, he passed away. Um, I think I was prepared for it, knew that he would be passing away, but I wasn't as prepared emotionally for what it was going to do to me. Mm. And not that there was anything that I needed to say that I didn't get a chance to say to him, but, and don't get me wrong, and I know I don't talk about this, but I, he didn't raise me. Um, he didn't have an impact on me as a, as a child because I had a stepdad and my mom, that's, the dad I've known all my life so I, I'd say I had a bonus dad and so but my adult relationship was with my biological father um, he had a very strong role in my kids life and in my life so I think it's something I haven't even said is one thing is I don't know that I ever got to dance with him and thinking about just where I'm going in certain points in my life, that's a chance I'm never going to have. Mm. And so um, I take it day by day. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Erica. Um, I know with the sheer fact that it's still very recent and raw, that that's hard to do. Um, I'm sure our listeners will appreciate um, your effort in sharing 
Um, I like to say this before Cal jumps in and catches us up on him. This is the this is the reason why. And I know it was some podcast back that we made mention of this. Maybe even the series, uh, the season finale from season one. We we talked about some of the trials and tribulations and stuff that we just go through, um, and asked all of you to pray for us. And here's yet another reason. Um, if if you think that we've been inconsistent with uh, our Monday motivation or testimony Tuesday or Word Wednesday, if if you go back to our Facebook and you don't see one for a particular week or you came expecting and we didn't show up, please let that be a sign and a signal to each of you to pray for us. Um, we don't live our lives in bubbles. We live them in real time. And so just like you experience, you experience this loss and life bites and kicks at you, it does the same for us. And we're doing our best to try to stick together and put a product out there that people want to listen to, that will uh, make them laugh, that will motivate them and will encourage them, which is what we've always been about since day one. And so um, Calvin, what's, what's been going on with you, Uncle Cal? I don't think this is the podcast for us to even talk about it. Um, let's just say that for another day. Okay. Okay. Let's save it for another day. Okay. okay. So with all, I mean, with based on everything that you heard, including cows, we we thought that possibly the best topic for right now today, um, we had on slate uh, funeral arrangements, and we originally called it funeral arrangements for dummies, because when you do lose someone, there's a lot that you need to know that often many of us don't know and we're put in the worst situation by um, having to sit before a funeral director, some of them that don't care about people and some of them that do. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately the, the worst time to make decisions is when you are in your emotions because people can take advantage of you. And what we wanted to do when we originally penciled this one in was to have our brother Cal um, walk us through, not just Eric and I, and at the time, neither one of us knew that, you know, she would be experiencing what she would be experiencing. So this is total... Um, God's foresight and working through us to put things out there that are necessary and fruitful for our people. And so if you would, please give us a few moments to navigate, because um, some of you may actually be in the, the season of preparing for a loved one to transition. And I would argue that many of us are in that season and we don't even know it. Right. Um, God's word says there's a day to live, a day to be born and a day to die. That's Ecclesiastes three. 
And in Psalms, it says to every man, there's a point in a time to be born and there's a time for him to die. And so um, I think Erica, you got the first question. I do, I do. So um, Calvin with, I'm not gonna lie. I, the most that I thought about what I'm gonna do, what I would want for me, for my kids, if something were to happen to me, you know, would be cremation. Cause I, I just, I, I don't associate my physical body with, with having life once I'm gone. And, and so I associate that, you know, once my spirit, once I'm, I'm gone, I'm not, I'm not there. What, what would be your advice to, I mean, if, if me and my family were to come to you and we, we didn't know what to do, how would we start our family members just passed? What do we do? What's the next? that it's basically finding out what do you want um, i always tell people um if you want cremation be sure because your boys love you just like you love your dad but what about your kids grandchildren who doesn't know you or your kids great-grandchildren who doesn't know you so, of course, you know, your boys or your family members going to love you. Okay, hey, this is mom. They have you on that mantle. But from decades down the road or generations down the road, those people who may not have known you are not going to cherish you as much as the people who were right there with you. So what is, where, where, where is your ashes going to end up at or your cremated remains going to end up at 50, 60 years down the road? That's something that a lot of people don't think about that you literally have yeah. to consider. Never. We have. I would have never. I mean, I mean that that would have never fact. That see, okay. that didn't factor into my mind. So you got your boys. None of them are married or have kids. So mm -hmm. by the time they have children, which are your grandchildren, they're gonna know you. But then by the time you have great grand, great great grand, now you get into that third great 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 grand. They may not know Eric. So where you meant the world to your boys, five or six generations down the road, you'll be surprised on how many landfills, how many trash, how many times people have left loved ones in a cremate and never came back. And when we find great, 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 great granddaughter, who the heck is John Doe? Who is, who is Ray Washington? Who, who's Erica Hill? And now it's like, it's so can be sure you have to think about that from years down the road. It's easy to be like, okay, hey, Erica is, or so-and-so is buried here. Good, we can come back and visit. But you definitely have to know what you want. And you have to make that decision with your family all together and be sure that that's what you want. Because once we do cremation, that's it. Ain't no, let's do it today, then tomorrow, hey, let's have a service. Once it's done, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to do cremation, 
Here in the state of Alabama, we have a law where you have to wait 24 hours before we can physically cremate. Because once you press that button, I don't care how quick you change your mind, once that button is pressed, you're committed. Whether you change your mind or not, once you press that button, you're committed. So you have to definitely be in agreement with family. You need to be knowing when you come in my office or in the film director's office, you need to be knowing what you want before you even sit down. So then that would come into play that it's always so, so important and so vital that you have an advanced directive, a wheel, uh, uh, something it's, in place. It's best that if you come in and do what we call a pre-need. I don't it, think- What is it called, Calvin? What is it called? It, it's called a pre-need. You have a pre-need and an ad-need. An ad-need is when someone has already passed. Hey, Calvin, can you come pick up mom because mom just passed? That's an ad-need. A pre-need okay. is when mom come in herself and, and make her arrangements. That's what needs to happen. Because for me, I'm in a small town. So for me, I'm fine, crazy Uncle Cal. You sit in my office, cuz I don't know you. You ain't finna get the same, hey, Calvin. No, mm -hmm. ain't no, you, this is strictly business. A good film director is gonna know how to mix business and personal. Because for the family that is sitting across from, the, I've said this hundreds of times on this podcast, for the families that are sitting across my desk, it's personal. That's, that's your loved one. For me, it's strictly business. Strictly business. Because I can sit here and I can give you a discount all day long. But you have to understand there's only so far that I can go. Because there's so many different factors that have to go into place. So for me, because I have my casket company, my, my um, embalming fluid or prep room people that comes. I got all these, my staff members and all these people who are coming. And I call and say, hey, I need this casket. They're going to want to check. Point blank, they don't know John Doe. So, Calvin, because this is the world in which you live in, um, talk to our listeners about um, when that time happens. So, let's say, um, let's 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 do both avenues: pre need, at need. So, somebody comes to your office. Pre-need has been established. And so I, I call, hey, Uncle Cal, Big Mama, then didn't then, then, then pass. Okay. What else, uh, what else do I need when I come to your office? Because you're coming to pick up the body. And so how can I make this process easier? Or how can you make it easier for me at this point? if the pre-need is already done. All right, cool, glad you asked. You call, Cal, Big Mama just passed. I show up, all right, where she at? I get her, I say, hey, come in my office, let's say tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m. I'm gonna get all of the things that I need for the death certificate, and then I'm gonna say, okay, look, when do you wanna have this service? All right, you wanna go Saturday. You wanna go 
you know, Tuesday or whenever I want to go three days from now. All right, cool. Come back in for a visitation the day before the funeral. That's pretty much all I need. Big mama that took care of this. I already got the casket. It's been paid for, all of that. Compared to an aunt need where none of that was taken care of, now I got to make sure that big mama's insurance didn't lapse. What if it did? Now I got to be like, okay, well, you want this casket, you want to go on this day, you want this flower, you want all of this. And this is what I stated earlier, where for me it's business, for you it's personal. Right. Now I got to sit here and be like, hey, this funeral going to cost you now 12 grand or 10 grand or 7 grand. How are you going to pay for it? And I literally have to be, I don't want to say cold hearted, yeah. but like I stated earlier, I got all these people. Yeah, who I got to pay for who don't know you. So now it's, yeah, I know you're hurting and I can't put a dollar amount on your loved one's life that they live. But now it's the difference of, hey, everything's been taken care of. Go grieve properly. I'll see you Saturday to how are we going to pay for this? Her insurance left. Now let's go a different route. Maybe you're not like Erica and when you thought cremation wasn't an option, it may be the only option because now there's no insurance. I mean, not too many people, especially in this day and time where there's a pandemic, has seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 grand just laying around. Some people who don't work in my office can write a check. 15, 20 grand, no problem. How many people actually did it? We've been open for over 20 years. Not too many. And now it's like, okay, we got to go to plan B. What, what are the costs associated? What are the costs for a, a funeral versus cremation? I mean, from the time you take possession of the body. It, everything is itemized. We 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 typically okay here in Alabama, we we charge for picking up. You have the charge for embalming. You depending on if you want to have those services, you're charging literally for everything. Compared to, all right for a funeral, you have the casket, the flower that goes on top of it, maybe programs embalming, um, the use of the facilities. The only thing that you cannot all of those things you can deny, but the only thing you cannot deny is my professional service fee, which is going to be applied whether it's cremation or funeral. That's mm -hmm. what you are really calling me for is my professional service fee, my professional services. Now you can deny casket and all of that because you can go direct cremation. You can go from direct cremation, which is the cheapest thing to this full-blown out funeral like Michael Jackson had. And there are so many different things that you can do. You can have a funeral, and instead of going to the cemetery, you can go have cremation. Or you can have a visitation and then just have a cremation afterwards. Or you can just do direct cremation. I mean, I pick Big Mama up, and the next time you come in, you make the, you know, get, get all the personal information. Day later, thank you for choosing. There's no service, no visitation, no nothing. 
You literally come in twice. You come in to make, get, get everything that we need for the death certificates. Then the next time you're coming in, select your Yeah. Okay. So, what's oh. <clears throat> Calvin? What what advice would you give to our listeners regarding re- regarding all of this? I mean, you know, when we when a person comes to see you, what what's the best case scenario? Because we all know what the worst case scenario is. The worst case scenario is is at need. There's no insurance. There hasn't even been a conversation between friends, family, nobody. And, you know, we we, we are before you with all of our emotions wanting you to fix it. That's the worst. What's the best? I mean, what, what is it that you would like to see if you could talk to your people and say, hey, we all don't live in Alabama. You got people in Las, Ve- uh, Las Vegas following you. you right. <laughs> South Carolina, Missouri, Washington, D.C., Washington State, people all over. What would, what would you want them to know? Since the truth is we all know we're all going to die or we're going to also have to plan a funeral for a loved one. What, what, what do we need to know? You need to do a pre-need. I don't care who you... People don't like to talk about death until it's time for it to happen. They don't. They don't. They don't. I don't want to think about me dying. You need to. You need to. Because once again, you can have. You you stated earlier. You got those directors that take advantage of people. You got those good funeral directors. No matter who it is. They're running a business. You need to you need to understand that they're running a business. What Big Mama meant to you don't mean shit to me. Right. You got to understand that. I don't care how good of a director I am, your Big Mama don't mean nothing to me. I can sympathize all day long. They mean nothing to me. This is a business. I got a light bill, water bill, staff, car notes, insurance, all of this stuff. That your big mama don't mean that much to me as she does you. You need to understand, you need to come in and do a pre-need because when it's time to sit down and be like, hey, Ray, big mama funeral now is gonna cost so much of this. And people, you will find out that people love big mama till it's time to put up some money to get her in the ground. Then you start to realize who really loves big mama. Now, I get it. If you don't got it, I get it. But you need to realize that it's a big difference. And this is what Big Mama picked out and it's paid for. Then you have to come in and you know what? Because here's the thing. Especially here in Alabama, and I know a lot of other states that are like this. When there's more than one kid, like when there's more than one child, and a parent passes away and all of the children are in control, you have to get all of those children permission to cremate. So that means if one child says, hey, I don't want to, you have to have a film. And now it's like, okay, how am I gonna get my money? Who's gonna pay this 10 grand now? Because even though she may want it, Ray didn't want it. 
So now how am I going to get my money? Y'all need to figure that out. So Calvin, okay, because I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a act ignorant because in this I am. <laughs> Um, so Big Mama says she she comes and talks to you and she wants to be cremated. All the kids get together, and two of the kids say, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. We 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 having a funeral. We having everybody come in to and 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 you got two other kids that are like, Well, mama wants to be cremated. What happens? It's either because the pre-need was done. So does that does okay. it even matter? I can either take care of Big Mama Wishes, which she's already paid me for. Uh-huh. Okay, so she she wants a visitation. So we get her dress, put her in a rental casket, have a visitation, then tomorrow we're going to take her and cremate her. All of that is paid for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you clowns need to come up with some more money <laughs> and let's have this funeral. It's simple, but you see how sometimes film directors may be misleading and saying, oh, they're cold-hearted? Sometimes you have to be. It may seem that way, but we can either go with plan A, which is already paid for, or plan B, y'all need to huddle up and show me how y'all gonna get me my money. Those are the only two options. So is <clears throat> I like the I like the idea and the theory behind the pre-need. What I'm what I'm struggling with right now is if I go because I haven't had that conversation. I'm just gonna be honest. I haven't had that conversation, and and you're helping me out because I have some more questions about the pre need. But what I what what I want to ask right now is if I go have this conversation with my my wife and and my kids, and then I I find me an uncle cow. And, and and tell him what I want and I pay for it and all that. I'm struggling with the fact that what I want could be overturned. Right. Get it in right. You can literally get it in right. Okay. But here's another thing. Uh-oh. Money talks. It's a big difference when, okay, Ray wants to be cremated, direct cremation, and y'all just, the church has a memorial service later on. But then when your wife sits down in front of Uncle Calvin, and you got to spend 3500 bucks on the casket. You got to spend 1200 bucks on that bombing. You got to spend 600 bucks on just on my hearse alone. And, and then turn around and cremate you? Which is another 1200 bucks. Then you got to spend another 600 bucks on my hearse because you want to have visitation over here on top of my professional service fee. Now you're, and then you realize that, oh, snap the insurance lap. So it's either come out of pocket because people don't realize you gotta live after that. Yeah. So it's either drop 10, 12 grand now, because I can get a discount on my professional service fee, but that casket company, they don't, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know, the Cadillac don't know you. Right. Dodge, that's an embalming place. They don't know you. So they want their money. And so when you got to drop 12, 10, 12 grand compared to, I can just walk in, sign a couple of sheets of paper, and everything that he wanted is now paid for. 
some some ask because I'm still stuck on it, like Pastor Ray. Yeah. So, because I got three kids, and even if I have it in writing that these are my wishes, I have a last will and testament. I have. Oh, <laughs> then there's nothing they can do, because those were my wishes. Okay. You can literally sit here and be like the hell with you, you and you. Okay. <laughs> so I, I guess I guess what, what I'm hearing, Calvin, I, I need two things. I need I need the pre-need. Well, no, I need three things. I need the pre-need. I need to have the conversation with my wife and children. And I need a last will and testament. There was a guy in my church, um, older guy, he was like 90 years old, um, who recently passed not too long ago. He moved from up north, didn't have family down here, haven't seen his kids in decades. Got down here, did a last will and testament, paid pre-prayed for his funeral, did a pre-need. They found out that he died, came up in my office, got mad. Sorry, play. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Wow. Well, we're going to go to court. I want you to take me to court. Because now I'm really going to put my foot off in your table. Take, take me. <laughs> when you do, that's the thing. The worst thing, the worst person you can come across is a funeral director that's going by the law. I'm going to be cocky. Take me to court. Take me to you gonna wish you did. Wow. Okay. It's all in the right. It's all in paper. Okay. I, I have another one, Cal. So back to the pre-need. Is is that when first of all, is is there a cost associated with the conversation? Nah. Okay, so I can come in off the street and say, hey, um, I was listening to this podcast and uh, I heard this guy say that, you know, it's helpful if I come and have a conversation with a funeral director regarding pre uh, a pre-need. And so I sit down in your office. Tell me what, what I mean, I think I, I, I can infer that Part of that conversation has to do with, okay, what do you want? And so I talk, to, I, I tell you what I want. Then what happens? What happens is that they're either, this is what's going to happen. Anytime you come in and speak money, you should be presented a GPL. That's a general price list. That's our menu. Okay, GPL. That's our menu. That's when you walk into McDonald's, and you see the number one, the number two, the number three, the number five, the number eight, whatever. Then you have that, if you ever notice how you have the number one, and then it's like, okay, the combo is 987, but the burger is just like 542. Yeah. Everything is itemized. Then you can look over there and you can see how, okay, a small fry is this, a medium size is this, a large is this. A single Coke by itself is this. Everything on that menu is itemized. Now they have combos that you can get the drink, the fry, and the 
burglar together for a price, but then you can get them itemized separately. It's the same thing with a funeral home. Everything on that GPL that they offer is going to be on that GPL. It's going to be itemized. So you know what you're getting. You, you know how much a bumming is. You know how much pickup is. The use for the facilities to get this body prepared for viewing, for the our casket price, our vault price, the use for the hearse and funeral cars and all of this thing. It's going to itemize everything that's on there. Here's the thing. When you do a pre-meet, that money is going to go into like a trust or a CD or something that we can't touch until it's Hey, Uncle Cal, Big Mama just passed. This is why I tell people they need to do a pre-need. Our prices go up just like everything else. Mm -hmm. Oil change don't cost the same like they did 20 years ago. Everything goes up. Well, so, guess what? So does funeral. But here's the catch. You do a pre-need now in 2021, or people who did a pre-need, let's say back 2015, got that pre-meet for that price that we offered back in 2015. You don't do a pre-meet and come to 2021 and Big Mama die. Guess what you're going to pay? 2021. So if Big Mama did a pre-meet back in 2015 and Granddaddy didn't, wow. we charged her the prices from 2015. That's what she got locked in. So now you wonder why, okay, Big Mama and Big Daddy died, let's say, together. You wondering why you're getting the same thing for Granddaddy that you're getting for Grandmama and Granddaddy's film is much more than Big Mom. You, you need to do the premium now and get those prices like this. All I can say. <laughs> but people don't want to talk about it. Uh, all, all I can say is if you are listening to this podcast, if if you've never shared any of our podcasts, this is the one you need to share. It's because costing you to be quiet. It's costing you to be quiet. Because you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to sit down and talk about it with your kids. You don't want to sit down and talk about it with your wife and your other children. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Well, guess what? I'm on a license in Alabama. So that means my license don't mean nothing in South Carolina or KC. Nothing. And he's not buying for your business. So he he, he stands to gain nothing other than nothing. the blessings of the Lord. And so, and so now you emotional walking to this funeral wondering why, well, why do funerals cost so much? Why y'all charging folks seven? You know how much easier it is? Be like, hey, Ray, you know, Lord forbid, I, but Ray, your wife, she already did a pre-need. She took care of this. This is what she got. But it's already paid for. When do you want the film? Man. I'll see you Friday. Go grieve. Take care of your boys. Take care of your family. I'll see you Friday. Compared to, hey, Pastor Ray, I know we boys, we've been knowing each other for how long? Mm. But I still need my money. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting there quiet. I, I will order a pizza. Till you tell me how I'm going to get my money. 
Wow. Wow. But we don't want to talk about it. Wow. It's almost if it's it's it's, it's almost as if after hearing all of what you've told us, Uncle Cal, mm-hmm. that if we don't do anything after this podcast, so if Erica, myself, um, our listeners, if you don't at least begin to have the conversation with your family, <laughs> told me that right there, Cole. Yeah, it's for twenty minutes here. If, if if you don't have the conversation with your family, if you don't, you know, select a, a funeral home a director to go sit down and have to do a pre need for your services, then. I, here's how I'm gonna wrap this up, at least on my end. So Eric, you can do motivation and, and Calvin, you can do the fun, but I'm gonna go ahead and finish my part right now. First, first Timothy chapter five, verse eight says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, contextually, what this is talking about is leaving an inheritance, okay? This is about taking care of your family in your time of passing. Stop. Okay. That scripture was talking about leaving an inheritance. Your life insurance is, you know what? If done properly, it's supposed to be left. You are, if done properly, your life insurance can be passed down from generation to generation. But a lot of people don't know is you can literally leave the principle if you have enough life insurance. I, my parents have done this. They, I, I'm scared they may change it, but they have a decent amount <laughs> of life insurance, and they have left the principle. But when I get married and have children, they have left the principal to their grandkids and left me the interest. They've already done the pre-need and everything. So that means they have a million dollar life insurance. That means that my children will get the principal, that million bucks, and I will just get the interest off of it, which is decent amount of money that you can live off of. And is this when they pass? When they pass. Life. You know, that means when someone passes and they come in and say, hey, we got life insurance and we're going to pay for this film. Their film is already paid for. And so when I could tell the life insurance, when I tell that life insurance, hey, my parents can kick the bucket, he go to death certificates, they get the principal. My children will get the principal. I get the interest, which I'm talking about. You can lift the interest off of it alone. You can live a great life. And when I kick the bucket, 
My name is Raymond Earl Washington Jr. Shut up. When, when you Shut up. <laughs> that means when I pass, my children will live off the interest of mine and get the principal of my parents. Yeah. What I got to do to get my name on the list, Cal? I mean, so here, so here, so I have a life insurance and then that, I have an additional policy that's. So that means that's an additional over that. So. Okay, so that means if your oldest son had a child, you can leave that principal to your grandchild, and your child can live off the interest. And then if he gets a life insurance, that means when he passes, your grandchild will be living off your child's interest and gets your principal. Now you have generational wealth. Now there's a third generation of millionaire in your name off of life insurance. Come on, family. We got to live. Life okay. Life insurance. Okay. I'm not I'm told so no more. I think I will take my jacket <laughs> That so much so. When got my a little warm in here. When my grandmother passed, I would get the principal once my mom passes, but they're living off the interest now. So that means when my parents pass, I get the principal off of my grandmother and the interest off of them. Hmm. Okay. And now there's a third generation of well. Mm. Soon as my parents kick the bucket. But you're not wishing for that to happen anytime soon. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. I just hope they die together. So you I'm know, sorry. there there are several different things that we heard tonight, and it's all about planning. It's all about planning for your basically your your end of life. Um, so there's there's some documents and some other steps that you need to take, not just funeral, um, you know, costs and things associated with that. But you need to think about advanced directives, um, things that outline your health care preferences. Yeah. Like, do you want to be a do not resuscitate? Um, do you want to be a DNI, which means do not intubate? Um, a DNH, do not hospitalize. Um, mm -hmm. There's a, <laughs> the, yeah, uh, P-O-L-S-T is alternative to do not resuscitate, do not intubate, and do not hospitalize. It is the portable medical order that communicates your preferences and resuscitation, intubulation, and hospitalization, regardless of where you are, if you've been transferred to a different facility. You want to make sure you have a healthcare proxy. 
Um, a healthcare proxy is known as a medical power of attorney. Gives a person, another person, the authority to make care and treatment decisions on your behalf if you cannot. This person, this person makes the is the decision-making power is called your proxy, sometimes your healthcare proxy. There's also a financial power of attorney. Um, this person, you authorize someone to make legally binding financial decisions for you. You can specify within the document if the individual should have full or limited accesses to your financial finances and property. You want to have a living trust. A living trust is a legal entity that holds property while you are living and then distributes that property after you pass. Um, property within your living trust goes directly to your heirs without passing through probate. Woo. And lastly, you want to make sure you have a last will and testament. A last will and testament is a document that assigns an executor to your estate, lists your assets, and assigns beneficiaries, and if applicable, assigns guardians for your minor children and their property. There are... I know when I look that information up and I know we, I have someone that I am planning on meeting with to begin my, all those documents, <laughs> the, all those documents. Um, and I told her to give me some time cause it's, it's, I'll be 50 and I, I need to be real with my life from this point on, if if COVID hasn't shown you anything. You need to play though, you old as hell. <laughs> Shit, girl, you can do damn it. Got one foot in the grave now. Really? I, I don't oh, think yeah. you're that old, Eric. I don't, I don't think you're that old. I don't, I don't. I, I, I am, I am. But I mean, you definitely, you know, if, if it goes to show anything from the conversation that we've had tonight, yeah. how good creating a plan is, how effective it is, how essential it is, how necessary it is. Amen. Amen. So unless there's anything else that needs to be said, I think we've said it all. I think you need to go ahead and get out. All y'all need to go ahead and get that. Do not resuscitate and all that stuff in order because, you know, fair on, we live out there. Yeah. We don't want nobody resuscitating nothing. <laughs> we can't live if you do. That's my motto. What did you just say? We can't live if you do. So <laughs> don't even try to come back. You heard him. You, you heard him. You heard the foolishness. Oh, no, that note. We are signing out of here and we will see you. Yeah, that's what you need to do, y'all. Y'all need Thank to you for all your prayers, Thank all your you. condolences, all your sympathy is truly greatly appreciated. Thank you. Amen. Tune in next time. Keep us lifted up in prayer. Keep the faith. Stay motivated. And hey, laugh at yourself if you don't laugh at everybody else. Deuces. <laughs>